Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, welcome to the program. We're continuing our prep for the NFL draft. And Nick, I wanted to do something a little bit different with the show today. Maybe I like a mock draft breather for this week's show. Because I caught your story on Bills Wire where you literally went through all of the Bills picks from 2020 and gave them a grade. And I really enjoyed going through that article. And I thought it could be a fun exercise for the podcast, only not giving these guys grades, just calling them a hit or a miss as we stand right now in the offseason of 2021. Now, I understand that exercise might not be the most fair thing in the world, but tough luck. That's what we're going to do today. So I figured let's go through that 2020 draft just like you did. And then at the end, we could kind of reconvene, give our thoughts on the draft class overall, and then talk about what that means for this year and maybe some of the pressure the organization is facing to hit in this year's draft. So the first one was a seventh rounder, Dane Jackson, the cornerback. What do you think, Nick? Was he a hit or a miss? I mean, if we're going to, you know, be fair with it, Ryan, and hello, of course, Ryan, I just started uh, How you talking there. Great, great. But um, he's a seventh round rookie. You're, you're, the expectations are not high. But we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast, got an interception as a seventh round rookie, broke up a pass with DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone, which we all know is not the easiest <laughs> thing to do when you have three pro rollers around him. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, so hit or miss. Dane Jackson, and for now, certainly, seventh-round rookie. What more can he ask for the guy? So hit. No, I'm with you. I actually put hit because in my notes I wrote, Nick keeps reminding us that he covered DeAndre Hopkins once <laughs> in the end zone. So he's got to be a hit. And yeah, he's a, seventh, yeah. he's a seventh-rounder that's given us no no reason to be a miss yet, right? He just So he's a hit, so that, that's fine. But next on the list is a wide receiver, Isaiah Hodgins. Hit or miss, Nick, for you? Uh, it's hard right now. I guess I'll have to go with if we're if you're you know, uh, I don't know what's the PG. Uh, I'll go the emoji route, like squirt gun to my head. I don't want to. Yeah, see this. I don't is, I'm putting crazy. you on the spot here. Uh, um, if we're going hit or miss, I'm gonna. You gotta go miss just because. I mean, you get injured. That's you know maybe out of your control, but I mean that's the story of Isaiah Hodgins so far. Um, reportedly, the training ga- camp dandy, if you will. You know, there's always especially in Buffalo, there's always the guy in training camp who's like, you can never, Stefan Diggs is such an anomaly because like usually the bills don't, and I, a lot of teams don't have such elite wide receivers, but the bills always had that like guy who came out of nowhere, like the sixth round rookie, kind of like Isaiah Hodgins that everyone's like, Oh, maybe he's the one. <laughs> he was apparently going to be that guy. And then he hurt his shoulder and then they get a funky thing where they ended up, you know, putting him uh, on, there was that weird list where, uh, this year they activated for COVID where it was like the guy could return from IR and then they're like, just kidding. Never mind with him. He never returned. I don't know. So incomplete for really just tugging my strings and messing with my heart. Sorry, Isaiah. 
Yeah, I think if uh, it was basically a redshirt year for him, but we got a full disclosure. These players have a chance to change this narrative next year, right? But right now he would be a miss. He's got to be a miss. So good job, Nick. You're two for two. Good job. Because um, I did. I've graded. All, and I'm going to just give you my real grade. And if you school me on any of these, I'm going to admit defeat. Um, all right. Kicker Tyler Bass in the sixth round. Hit or miss on Tyler Bass. I'll go big, big hit. Um, you know, the guy looked a little shaky early um, against the Jets. Folks will remember early on he had like a lot of kicks in a game and he only hit like half of them. I think it was up to six in a game. And I think he only hit three or four. So you're kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he missed a close one as well. Uh, you know, one of his first kicks. And you're kind of thinking like, uh-oh, uh, what's this guy going to do? But hey, all, of, all of a sudden, I think he was only – he might have been only one for three or two for four in the playoffs against the Ravens. But, I mean, it was that, – that game everyone remembers was a, was a wind tunnel in Buffalo. And um, because of that, uh, Justin Tucker, who you guys might have know, might, might have heard of him, was pretty good. He also was having problems kicking in that game. But, I mean, they were both one for three or two for four. And, you know, as you split that in the playoffs, and then he's hitting 50-yarders against the, the Chiefs in their last time we saw him. And, I mean, Tyler Bass might be my biggest hit, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Six-rounder. And what's really fun is, so CBS Sports does, they put out these grades in real time if you have the app. And it's kind of fun on draft day because they grade every player right as they get drafted. And they gave the Bills an F for Tyler Bass when he got picked. So they didn't they did not like Tyler Bass in the sixth round, but I think the Bills got the last laugh on that. Serviceful kicker. We never really ranted about him at all. And he was on one of the best teams in football, Nick, and we never really talked about Tyler Bass in a negative way. So I'm not really here for a lot of kicker talk. You know me. I, I don't like to talk about the kickers all that much, but um, yeah, he's definitely a hit. Definitely a hit. So, uh, so far the Bills are two for three. Fifth round guy, quarterback, Jake Fromm. Hit or miss for you, Nick? Uh, you know, we're going squirk under the head again. I'm going to have to go miss because I don't know what the heck he does as I just so lovingly wrote it in my, uh, you know, in my Bills wire tone. Uh, the Bills will tell you that Jake, Jake Fromm was the best quarantine quarterback in NFL history in 2020. <laughs> That's quite and the I designation. Have, I have no idea what that means. What, <laughs> no, was no he very does. good at staying away from Josh Allen and everyone? Like what happened behind the scenes? We have pictures of him throwing footballs at certain times. I have a picture of him on Bills wire here. He's holding a football. He's in a Bills helmet. He's in a practice uniform. But he did some stuff. What he did, I don't know. Um, you know, reporters weren't allowed into the field house as they traditionally are. Even during the season, they're allowed in there like five minutes before practice starts. And like, you know, that didn't even happen throughout the year because of COVID. So um, I'm sorry, Jake. And, and and of course, I just want to throw out there. I know I'm the heartless Bill's Wire guy who loves to be objective in a world of not objective obje- objectivity, Ryan. But I did say when there's no squirk under my head from you, I did put incomplete grades for him and Isaiah, Isaiah Hodgins because – I don't know what the heck these guys can do. I didn't even get a preseason of Jake Fromm. I'm actually pretty excited. When the preseason comes around, I'm going to be excited to see what Jake Fromm can do. Well, that's why I had to change it to hit or miss. I had to, to – no, <laughs> no cop-outs for you, Nick. You know, I could not let you do that. But you know, as a Patriots guy, I have no problem saying that uh, Jake Fromm's a miss. Fifth rounder for a guy who's the quarantine quarterback. Right, exactly. You traded for Mitchell Trubisky this offseason. And uh, I'm just going to say yeah. it. I think Fromm kind of sucked in college. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him at Georgia either. So – uh, not a fan of Fromm, didn't love the pick, and not, still don't really understand it, and that was a miss. So I'm having fun. Are you? We'll continue this, we'll continue this conversation coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're continuing to go through the 2020 draft. Hits and misses for the Bills so far. Two hits, two misses for us, Nick. So we're right down the middle, as always, on the Bills Wire podcast, right? Always right down the middle. Uh, So we're now into our fourth round selection, number 128 overall wide receiver, Gabe Davis. Hit or miss for you. I mean, next to Tyler Bass, got to be the biggest hit for the Bills. Um, The Bills, this is too, we can tie this into Emmanuel Sanders a little bit. Um, Gabe Davis could be ready for a number two role in the NFL. He looked pretty good last season, even when John Brown wasn't in the lineup. But this kind of shows as we did a little takeaway article earlier this week at Bill's Wire that the Bills are really gunning for it this year, and you can tell because they could have easily, easily knock on after Emmanuel Sanders. They tried to get him a couple times in the past. Didn't work out. They finally got him. They didn't really need him, but they're gunning for it. Gabe Davis had a hell of a rookie season. He was definitely a hit. Easily can say that. No incomplete grade for my man. He got an A- for me because, if you recall, Ryan, there was a game. It was against this team called the Patriots, (laughs) and I had – and I believe I had like the over or something and the bills won and they would have won by a touchdown. I think the over under was six and a half and I took the over. I think Gabe dropped a pass. Didn't he drop a key pass in this he, game? He dropped one in the freaking end zone and the bills ended up only winning by three. <laughs> so that's why he's a minus. <laughs> that's why he's an a minus, but he did, he did truthfully have, you know, a couple drops here or there. Um, and, and rookie wide receivers, you, 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 it, it's hard to be, excuse me, heavy on them. But yeah, again, you know, you burned me. You burned me. You, you burned me. I burned you, Gabe. <laughs> like I said, we're right down the middle here on the Bills Wire podcast. Uh, absolutely a hit for me as well. Um, really stepped up, especially when John Brown went down. And he's a freaking ballerina along the sideline. Like some of those toe taps, get out of here. He's freaking ridiculous. I love oh, Gabe unreal. Davis. He's awesome. Unreal. Yeah. All right, this this yeah. one is this one I think could go either way. So I'm interested to see what you say here. Zach Moss, third round. Hit or miss for you. I know. It's tough. You're putting a gun to my head, and this is the one I was a little worried about. Um, right now, I'm going to go hit with Zach Moss. Of course, again, we're prefacing this with things could change. Did he come out? Maybe you know it wasn't gangbusters or anything like that when he came out with the Bills this year. Just based off of my own um, you know, breakdown of Zach Moss here, I graded him a B-. By comparison, Devin Singletary was a little bit more of the struggling back this year. Zach Moss's running style, ground and pound, going forward, seemed to work for the Bills a little bit more when they did run the ball. Because, I mean, if you watch the Bills this year, one game, you saw Josh Allen throw the ball a lot more than yeah. these running backs. Totally, the ball. absolutely. But, yeah, just because he was a little bit better, I thought, than Devin Singletary with his running style. I'm going to go hit. If it was the opposite and Devin Singletary is a little bit better, I would go miss. But I'll go. I'll be nice. Okay. I'm in a good mood today. I hear you. I'm I'm in a foul <laughs> mood today. Um, so I'm I'm going miss. I'm not. This is not a complete whiff. This is kind of like a foul ball for me, Nick. Um, I, I mean, obviously the running game was a source of frustration throughout the year for the Bills, and Moss was fine. He was okay. Um, he he was not a complete whiff. But you know, I mean, third round pick. He didn't even get to 500 yards rushing. Wasn't really a threat in the past game. I know Singletary stole a lot of those touches, but he's just a guy that I want to see step up. I talked about this last week, right? Zach Moss is on my list of guys I, I really want to see improve. I think he's got more in him. So right now, I'm not ready to call him a hit. Uh, but I do kind of like the player. And you know what? I think the, the Bills should just keep trying. A third round running back is a good spot for that position you're not drafting him too early third round seems just about right should be a lot of good talent in that third round hopefully they keep trying at that position and keep doing it again 
another kind of interesting player now. AJ Espensa. Correct me if I pronounced that wrong because phonetics is my Achilles heel, Nick. <laughs> but <laughs> defensive end, second round, edge rusher, hit or miss for you. It is Epinesa, actually. Epinesa. Uh, Epinesa. His his dad's name, he they both went to Iowa, I believe. His dad's name was Epi Epinesa. That is true. He's like a local legend there. So he ended up following his dad's footsteps. So Epinesa is, I believe, the correct way that we're going with it in Buffalo. I guess Thank you. we could be we could be wrong because we went with Tyrod Taylor and it's Tyrod for like three years, <laughs> and we continue so, to. <laughs> so if the if if Epi or the Epinesa family is listening to this, I apologize. Um, but that's just what we do in Buffalo. We have our words and we just stick to them. And I don't know how that came about. Where someone would just one day was like, "Oh, it's Tyrod." Like nobody asked him in like three years. And like what? Like we're like, man, we've been calling you Tyrod for. Like three years, why didn't you tell us? But, um, anyways, uh, as of now, you know, we're grading this on uh, 2020 rookie season. I'm going to go miss. Um, it just kind of always sat with me. You know, the guy was a healthy scratch the first, first game of the year. Not a good sign for your top pick, even if it's in the second round. And why was that, Nick? Um, why was he a healthy scratch? This is a funny story. He, he they, they, and I kind of just like, you know, when your dog, when you whistle and he turns his head, like when, 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 like that same thing happened to me where I was just like, wait, what? They said he lost too much weight. Yeah, they that, told him to lose that's weight. That's a weird one. That is a weird one. But then like a week later, he had enough weight. Like what? Like, like a heavyweight bout or something. And just trying yeah, to lose all the weight. What diet the plan is this man on? Cause I need it immediately. Seriously. Um, but yeah, just, he, he never really got going and. I think that that's that is again to you know we said miss on Jake Fromm I believe and and some others um, yes. Hodgins and almost there were still things that were out of their control um, you know Epinesa he he got drafted to a team that was the entire time going to play him in a rotation behind Mario Addison Gary Hughes and Trent Murphy now Trent Murphy's gone so. De facto, he's moving up that depth chart. It's still going to be a rotation, but he should see more snaps next year. Towards the end end of the year, he did start getting some some more looks, if you will. But um, yeah, as a second round guy, you know those first those first you know day one, day two picks, you kind of expect him to come in and show a little bit. And uh, we didn't really get that too much. But again, the entire time was this guy. You know, he ran, he dropped after his combine. He was supposed to be a first round pick. The Bills got him in round two. In the long term, I think. Epinesa could work out, so we'll we'll see. But as of now, I'm sorry, folks. I'm not putting the squirk <laughs> under my head. This guy is on the other end, so I got to go miss. Yeah, I went miss as well, and uh, yeah. But draft pundits were very high on this pick. This was well thought of as a as a good pick by the Bills, but it just didn't work out last year. So he's got to be a miss as of now. He only had one sack, eleven tackles. He's your second round pick. He's actually your your first player that you actually drafted. So he ends up being a miss. And why was he? The first player drafted in the second round is because you didn't pick in the first round. You traded that pick, and you got Stephon Diggs. And I'm sorry, so I had sorry, more miss. I <laughs> I had more misses than hits on my list, Nick. I think you were a little closer to even. But this one is a grand slam. This one knocked it out of the park. This made up for everything. You know, any hit or miss, whatever. The Bills getting Stephon Diggs was probably the biggest story for that entire draft class. I know he's not a rookie. But them landing him instead of picking in the first round was just a freaking home run, and what a move. That was just a, an unbelievable move by the Bills, and we're still feeling it to this day. I mean, this is – without Stefan Diggs, they're just not the same kind of contending team. It, it, what an awesome move they made there. Yeah, I have nothing to add. That guy is good at football. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, tremendous. 
Yeah, he, um, according to Jeff, who runs uh, runs uh, Browns Wire and Lions Wire for us, um, I noted that he was working out. I know running through sand, you know, is uh, is a great leg workout. He's running with socks in sand. In, in sand. I thought that was very interesting, but apparently yeah. that makes a difference. Apparently that makes a difference, according to Jeff. That Does it, it make it harder? Works. Apparently, yeah, something yeah. like that. So I'll but, do barefoot um, then. <laughs> Yeah, I will go there foot. Um, so uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk to the. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna walk through the sand. How about that? <laughs> I'm gonna walk over. To, I'm gonna walk over to my beach uh, chair with my 12 pack of seltzer and just call it a day. But go. yeah, uh, but yeah, of course, seriously, uh, Ryan, the best wide receiver in football, and you don't see me, you know, being 100% gung ho all the time. And man, I'm in a good mood today or something. But. Stefan Diggs is very good at football, and he's hopefully going to be very good at football for a while for the Bills. So even though you're in a good mood, Nick, it, based on our grades here, on the surface, this is kind of a mediocre draft class so far to date, right? This, now, that could change, but a, a mediocre draft class. So I guess my question to you to kind of leave it here is, does that put a little bit more pressure on Brandon Bean and company this year going into this year's draft like you drafted Zach Moss but running back remains a massive need right you really didn't go after corner in this draft I mean you picked one in the seventh round but that's a big need you didn't go after the tight end no matter how much I cry and and beg you to do that you didn't go after tight end right edge rusher we didn't really hit with Epinesa. There's my. I think I got it right now. Thank you, Nick, for the phonetics. Nailed it. Epinesa. Nailed it. Uh, you didn't really nail the edge thing so edge rusher, running back, tight end, corner. These are all needs that you still have and that you still probably will address in this coming draft. So what do you think? Do you think last year's kind of mediocre class puts a little bit more pressure on this year to kind of hit and kind of keep this thing rolling? Yeah, I I mean, I think, you know, the full spectrum, of course, it's hard to give out draft grades right away. I mean, as you mentioned, Tyler Bass was the worst kicker ever drafted in NFL history, uh, you (laughs) know, a year ago. He was an F. Yeah, he was an F. Failure. Guy failed, and now, you know, he's probably solidified for the next while, maybe next decade as the kicker in Buffalo, unless something goes horribly wrong. Let's knock on wood, because I don't want to put that on the guy. He's a kicker. I used to be a goalie in hockey, so, you know, you got to put the good jujus out there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think a little bit, and, of course, to your point, it depend, if Epinesa, if they don't get a good, you know, prospect at all from 2021, but Epinesa turns out to be the stud that they never got across from Jerry Hughes next year, nobody's going to care about that. But, yeah, I think considering the way 2020 went, and even maybe more importantly with the way that the salary cap was decreased, I mean, the Bills were reportedly in the mix for Zach Ertz. The Bills were reportedly in the, in the mix for Jaron Reed. Uh Interior pass rusher, formerly of the Seahawks, now at the Chiefs. They were in on Watt, we said. They were in on free agents where they wanted to upgrade these starting spots. They were went after Greg Olson last year. They wanted to upgrade from Dawson Knox already last year. So yeah. I think the Bills, having that first-round pick this year, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on them, to your point, Ryan, that number 30, you can find a guy. And I know m- maybe it's not tight end. Maybe it's maybe it's running back. I know people hate that. I know people in Buffalo have this thing. Uh, I, it, there's always a. I feel like it's magnified a little bit, Ryan, because we went with. Um, so the Bills, they actually they went through this playoff drought for a while, and there was this guy named Tom who's thrown the ball against them a lot for a lot of years. Yeah, I've heard about him. And the Bills just the the Bills had a thing with drafting running backs in the first round. You think of Marshawn, who's now a national treasure, but it didn't really work out in Buffalo. Yes. You think of C.J. Spiller. These guys, these these higher first round picks, and I think people have to maybe look past that. And I mean. 
Clyde Edwards Alaire was, was pretty damn good in the regular season against the Bills. He had about a billion yards as compared to Patrick Mahomes even that day. So running back could work. So, you know, you just got to, I hate myself saying this, but you just got to trust the process. <laughs> These picks are going to hit. Oh, uh, so, yeah. We, we should have you do, yeah. you just sneak that into every every show from now from now on. Trust oh, the process, God. baby. Oh, I love man. It. That was fun. That was just a fun little discussion. And you're right. It was. It's not really fair to do this one year after. I mean, Come on. With COVID, they didn't really have a training camp. This was a tough one for rookies, but uh, too bad. It was fun. It was a mock draft breather. I don't apologize for the Jake Fromm thing, though, because, uh, I mean, quarantine quarterback? Come on. What the hell is that even? Like, what is he getting paid to do? He's sitting there in a bubble somewhere. I mean, I'm really just upset that I wasn't slept in in the fifth round to do that. But <laughs> Yeah, <you know. laughs> I, yeah, I would have volunteered to be the quarantine quarterback. Although, if you yeah. saw me throw a football... There's not a freaking chance in hell. There's no way that is happening. Oh, same, same. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I'm six foot three, and um, Me too. I have not. I don't. Oh, there you go. I actually have pretty small hands, and I, I wear like ten and a half, eleven shoes too. And I don't know what it is that my hands and feet aren't the largest. You know. Um, okay, I wear small socks, people. I know. Relax. <laughs> but yeah, like I got my cousins who are like six foot tall, and they're wearing thirteens, and I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> what, what a treat! I don't for, know what it is. So what I can't. A, so I can't so like so for, for the Bills wire people, I I can't throw a football very well because I like the NFL football. Like if I'm throwing like a Nerf or like a college football, like you know it's a little bit smaller. I can I can grip that sucker, but NFL football I throw bad. <laughs> we will say that you know. I'm not gonna, I'm not <laughs> going to talk about my shoe size. I don't want Nick to feel bad, but I, I do want to say that I mean what a treat for Bills fans that stuck through the podcast to hear that little tidbit. So I, 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 I hope you get some uh, some chatter. But hey hey. First off, I just want everyone to know if you're sticking through this end. I once, you know, I, I'm all over Bills Warren. I, I love working uh, for our team here. I love working with you, Ryan. But uh, once upon a time, I was doing the beat thing, working for local newspapers in upstate New York and yep. in, in Buffalo. And I caught a pass. My hands might not be able to throw. I caught a pass from none other than EJ Manuel before this is a true story. So these hands, one, one-handed, one-handed, I caught a pass from EJ Manuel. This is a true story. So you- it was – it's great. I, should I elaborate? No, no. I, I, I just want to ask you, I've caught a football from a very famous person as well, but I want to see if you've ever heard of him. Ricky Santos. Have you ever heard of that name? I have not. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, Star I thought quarterback gonna... of the uh, University of New Hampshire. You've never heard of that guy? Oh, he has no. all the passing records, and now he was the head coach for a while on ah. an interim basis when the head coach got sick. But yeah, Ricky Santos threw a pass. I was actually in the same class as him when he was the star quarterback. Of course, now UNH plays in that subdivision thing in Division One, so it's not real ah. football. It's kind of the second tier thing. But yes. yeah, I was in a class with him. It was a, It was called Elements of Coaching. And your final is you have to run a practice with your class and you pick a sport and you run them through a practice. And football was obviously Ricky Santos' sport. And I remember lining up out wide and I'm just like you, Nick. I'm six three. Only I, you know, have fantastic hands, and uh, and I'm on the outside. And this like little four foot girl lines up across from me to to guard oh, me. She was asking. Yeah. she was asking for it. She, yeah, she. And uh, so I look at Ricky, and we kind of made eye contact, and we're like, "Oh yeah, this is we're going to score here on this play." And uh, clearly, I just smoked her off the line. Little fade to the end zone. Monster, and, yeah, monster. Yeah, and Ricky put it right up there for me to go get it. And uh, easy. That was a. Uh, that was a big moment in my life, but of course, no one's ever heard of Ricky. So, unfortunately, I can't really. That's not a claim to fame. EJ yeah. Manuel, a little bigger, a little bit of a bigger name. Uh, yeah, he. Um, mine was pretty, pretty fun. It was during Bill's training camp. Uh, they were doing a drill, and it was just the quarterbacks, and they were doing like a fake pressure drill or something. And long story short, he's right-handed, so he 
turns around and he, he, he turns his back around and he, he starts scrambling to his left. If, if you can follow, you know, he's spinning around the pocket and he's running back around and I'm like, I'm watching him. He's going to throw this away. He's going to throw this away and he throws it away. He throws it like directly where I'm standing. And he, and like, I'm carrying like my notebook. I'm carrying like all my, like, you know, reporter stuff. And I caught it with my right hand along my side. And like some ball boy like sprints up and like catches it. And like, I toss it to him and he catches it. And some, some bills fan that comes like, sign him up. I just like waved and laughed. And I was like, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my claim to fame. I caught a pass from, uh, from EJ Manuel, former first round pick. So no you'll big be, deal. You'll be telling that story uh, in thirty years. That's tremendous. I don't, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean I, I don't mean to brag, but I mean a first round quarterback, he's hitting me between the numbers. I mean That's pretty uh, good. Well, that's pretty no good. more. A little bit, it's a little bit about O'Leary and Woten, right? Right there. So maybe some TMI at the end of the show. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone ever questions me, Nick, what can you do on the field? I can, I can one hand grab from EJ Manuel. What can you do, folks? 100%. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.